0: you <laughs>
1: Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, December 8th, 2021. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Patrick Murphy. Well, the Buckeyes have their new defensive coordinator, Patrick. It is Jim Knowles who has been the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State the last four years. The Cowboys have the number three total defense in the country this year, a number seven scoring defense. That's a program known, as we all know, all offense, no defense. The fact that they're the number three total defense in the country this year, I think says a lot about Jim Knowles. We'll get into more nuts and bolts of what kind of scheme he runs and things like that. But um, just your overall thoughts on this hire. I love it.
0: I thought it was a good one. I had to do some research. I'm not going to lie. It was not a name that I automatically recognized. Uh, I did question whether or not he was related to Beyonce, but that is not the fact. Beyonce Knowles of Destiny's Child and Jay-Z's wife. Not related, but... Um, Beyonce Defense. Knowles of, of Beyonce? Yeah, Beyonce. Uh, just in case people hadn't followed her career closely. But, yes, I did. I, I just to-
1: hadn't heard Destiny's Child in a while. That, that's a blast <laughs> from the past right there. Her and Kelly Rowland and, and the other girl.
0: Yeah, the other girl, right.
1: There, there, there was, like, two other girls that were in, like, de- we're going to make the whole show about Destiny's Child. We thought we were going to talk about Jim Knowles. But um, there were two other girls, I think, early on that, that dropped out. Man, they missed of out them on it. One, uh, one of them did. One of them. I'm glad you know more about this than I do. Um, they grew man, up with that. Imagine it's like the the fifth beetle. I mean, imagine how much money that girl lost. Anyway, go ahead. Unless you want to talk Um, about more about destiny's child.
0: I don't imagine Jim Knowles is losing any money on this move. One of the first things I saw when I started Googling him was how much people at Oklahoma State liked him. Uh, Mike Gundy talking about wanting to sign him to a long term contract players talking very positively about him. Obviously, you mentioned the defense. It improved every year under him at Oklahoma State. It uh, was, was still a solid defense at Duke when he was there. Um, we, Like you said, we'll talk about kind of the, the logistics of his defense. But I think this is good. I think Ryan Day went out and hired, maybe not the name. There were probably names out there that would have grabbed the headlines a bit more. But I think when you really start to dive into it, Jim Knowles is a guy who can come in kind of fit in with, with the general Ohio state philosophy of defense, but certainly bring his own flair to it. And, you know, you saw success. Let's remember that the big 12 is an offensive league and they were the best defense of that group, shutting down teams. I mean, if people saw the the big 12 championship game this past weekend, you saw a, a solid defense that kind of made that game ugly. And made it so their offense could hang around in that game. And now he'll come in where you don't need to allow the offense to hang around. We know Ryan Day's offense is going to be explosive. They just need to get that defense even playing, you know, top 30 level to get back to where they want to be. And and obviously they want to be beyond that. So I think it's a good hire and, and I'll be interested to talk to him and kind of pick his brain on how they will uh, do everything here at Ohio State. Before we get
1: to schematics and what he likes to do, um, you know what? This this is an interesting thing because, you know, Jim Knowles had a lot of suitors from my understanding. Florida wanted him. Other big schools wanted him. This tells me there's been some talk out there, and I don't know when we'll find out. Well, eventually we'll find out because it'll be public record. There's been some talk that Ohio State is seriously opening up the checkbook here for Jim Knowles. Now, I don't know if I buy into that he's going to be making $2 million. Then again, Kerry Combs was, was is still – won't be next year, even if he stays on. I'm sure I'll take a pay cut. It's making 1.4 million. This isn't like as crazy as it would have been, like even like three or four years ago. I mean, Kerry Combs making 1.4 million. If two millions what it took to get Jim Knowles, I tell you what, I mean, it probably took at least what 1.7 million, I would think, with all these other suitors, with Kerry Combs making 1.4 million. That just makes sense that Jim Knowles would be making more than that. So maybe the more I think about it. Maybe they are going to be paying him $2 million. I give Gene Smith and the administration a lot of credit if that's the case.
0: Well, according to the USA Today coaching database, he was making $800,000 last year. So I imagine it was certainly a big pay raise. As you mentioned, there were a number of people out there, a number of programs out there that were interested in him. I would not be surprised if Ohio State has to start opening the pay, the, the checkbook here. Ryan Day was asked about this the other day talking about him and some of the coach head coaching salaries we've seen recently, even extensions for a guy like Mel Tucker at Michigan state, some of the new head coaches. So, you know, money's only going up in the coaching profession. It's, it's a good time to be a good coach, whether you're a head coach, coordinator assistant. So I think he'll get a pretty, pretty nice raise. If, if I had to guess, but you know, maybe he just really wanted to, to come run this defense and was willing to do it for a little less. We'll find out.
1: Yeah, I would guarantee he's doubling his salary 1.6 million is probably the least that he'd be making because and maybe he would take you know a little bit less to come to Ohio State than maybe a Florida or whoever else is coming after him USC because he is you know a little background here for the listeners we did talk about him on Monday's show gave you a heads up that this could be coming but um, if you missed that he is 56 years old he's a native of Philadelphia he was a player and a longtime coach at Cornell you know who else went to Cornell Bucknutters the the man who started our site, Mr. Bucknuts, is a fellow Cornellian. Mr. Bucknuts also has a degree from Ohio State, but his uh, undergrad was at Cornell, so Mr. Bucknuts is loving this, I know. Jim Knowles was at uh, Cornell a total of 19 years as a player and coach. He was also including assistant coach, head coach. Um, you know, As Patrick mentioned, he was at Duke, eight years as defensive coordinator, and like I said, the last four years at Oklahoma State. Also had one year in the SEC at Ole Miss. Defensive line coach or linebacker coach? I can't remember. I think it was linebacker coach and recruiting coordinator Ole Miss one year in 2003. I think that's um, that's pretty good right there. And he doesn't seem like a guy, Patrick, who's going to be like trying to chase like a head coaching job. He's 56 years old, so he's not too old, but he's not a young up and comer. I think he is very content to be um, a defensive coordinator, making a lot of coin. All right, as promised, let's get down well, to schematics. What,
0: think, go ahead, go ahead. I just think when you're Ohio State, From things I'd heard previously, and this was before this coaching search, I think they wanted somebody like that, that, yeah, you want a guy with ambitions, but you also want a guy who wants to be around, wants to stick around. I think as good as a Marcus Freeman would have been as a hire, I think they know that Marcus Freeman wanted to be a head coach, would only be here for a short period of time. Obviously, Ryan Day's not going anywhere anytime soon. And if he, if and when he does, there'll be tons of suitors there. So I think a hire like this makes a lot of sense for from that standpoint too um also when you say cornell i just think of andy from the office that's the that's the first guy that pops into mind in my head andy bernard
1: i know because by the time you came on our beautiful site here mr bucknuts aka lee sheer yeah. had stepped away um yeah. to just go you know go off to his private island in the caribbean okay Antigua is not his private island but uh he does have a place listen down up. there listen he's got like you know the, the man the man is doing well in life. Let's put it that way about Mr. Bucknuts. And he's loving the fact that a fellow Cornelian is the defensive coordinator. Okay, schematic. So um, I don't know if he's always done this, but certainly I have went and did some research on what he's done at Oklahoma State. Uh, Knowles likes to run a 4-2-5. Bucknutters might be like, what? You, uh, is this the Michigan game all over again? Third and one, and they're in the 4-2-5. But listen, he's aggressive, though. And he uses the safeties to crash down. Um, you know, and really... And, and, and when you have Ronnie Hickman out there, really that's a third linebacker anyway, the way he plays with some of these guys. Court Williams next year. So he runs a 4-2-5 scheme, but man, is he aggressive. And as you mentioned, he got better. He took over a disastrous defense at Oklahoma State, got better each year, got significantly better to the point where this year, third, number three defense in the country. Uh, again, I love this hire. Your thoughts on his uh, the
0: scheme that he runs, Patrick? I like it a lot. I think it fits what Ohio State's already done. You mentioned... Similar scheme, but he has his own tweaks for sure. He has what they called a a Jack linebacker who is an athletic defensive end for most defenses. But this is a guy he moves around a lot. I was reading last night kind of about that position and, and how Jim Knowles used it. He's not always lining up on the end like a lot of times you see that Jack linebacker do. They move him around so that they can then move other linebackers around to fit the various uh, the various formations of the offense. It's uh, it's it's a smart way to use that position. I will be very interested to see. Assuming he brings that to Ohio State, and I have to imagine he will. Who plays that position? Um, you know, maybe like uh, one of these young athletic defensive ends they've got there. Jack Sawyer's a name that certainly comes to mind. But I'll, I'll be interested to pick his brain on that a little bit. And then they do, had, they do have something similar to the bullet at Oklahoma State. Uh, Malcolm Rodriguez looked to me very similar to a Ronnie Hickman. Led the team in tackles by a large margin, was moved around, kind of played the weak side linebacker position, but was a converted safety. So I think idea-wise, there's a lot of things that already just fit well. I think you mentioned the aggressive he likes to bring some blitzes from different places. And we saw more of that throughout the year from Matt Barnes. I think though, he knows Jim Knowles. That is certainly Mm -hmm. knows how to call those plays. Whereas Matt Barnes was doing it for the first time this past year, not to say that that's necessarily a negative, but when you have the experience, you've seen it before. I think you have advantages as opposed to what we saw in the mission game where maybe things just weren't right. So I think the scheme makes a lot of sense. I think he'll bring um, a lot of different ideas within the framework of the defense to Ohio State. And I don't think this will be kind of like a Kerry Combs situation where Ryan Day was trying to fit a square peg in the round hole. I do think that they need to, Ryan Day needs to be able to just give this defense to Jim Knowles. Obviously, Ryan Day will have say on things when, you know, final say at the very least, but. It needs to be like a Clemson Dabo Sweeney Brent Venables type of situation where I run the defense, you run, or I run the offense, you run the defense. Let's get out of each other's way unless we need to have a conversation about something. Because I think Ryan Day has has tried to keep his hands in the defense a bit too much, and I think that's caused problems at times. Let the guy you just went out and hired run the defense, do his thing. Sure, you'll have your input and whatnot, but be the offensive coach you are, and 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 let this thing roll.
1: You know. You know what else I like about this? When they, when Ryan Day uh, released a statement yesterday announcing the hire, um, there's no co-defensive coordinator. He said he's our, no. he will be hired as our defensive coordinator. I love that. I, it's not co-defensive coordinator and this and that. He, that tells me he is. Just, he's turning things over to Jim Knowles, and Jim Knowles wouldn't have come here if uh, if Ryan Day didn't give him that assurance. And that, that's so smart. Why? You know, you find the best guy. This is exactly what I wanted. Find the best guy, a guy that's known for out scheming the opposition turn the defense over to him, bam, and they did this. I love it. I absolutely love it. Those that are credit, wondering,
0: go ahead. to Day for just coming out, making this announcement now, figuring out a way to keep your coaches here through recruiting, through the Rose Bowl, but getting this out of the way so it's not something he's asked about 12, 15 times in the lead up to the Rose Bowl. Let's get it done. You have your guy. Let's announce it. Let's do it. You know, a lot of programs haven't done things this way. It hasn't always happened this way at Ohio State. I'm glad they handled it this way.
1: Yeah, and, and for those that don't know, um, and just to be clear, Jim Knowles will start at Ohio State January 2nd. Uh, interestingly, you know, he will coach Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl, uh, which is your appetizer for the Rose Bowl. That's the game that's on uh, right before the Rose Bowl. The Fiesta Bowl starts at 1 o'clock Eastern on New Year's Day. Rose Bowl starts at 5 o'clock Eastern on New Year's Day. And you'll get to see Jim Knowles going up against uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Marcus Freeman, Um taking over the program there at Notre Dame and uh, we'll see what happens getting to coach his first game well, I guess I guess this will be his first game but really his first game will be in Ohio Stadium to open next season so that'll be interesting all right so other staff changes let's get into that um, I want to focus on defense there is a chance Greg's to draw you know that they could bring in another offensive line coach we'll talk about that maybe on future episodes I want to focus on defense and maybe special teams as well. There's got to be an odd – somebody it has got to be on the way out now. Do you think they might, um, I don't know, demote Parker Fleming or maybe Parker Fleming will take another job? He was a special teams coach, um, which would then give them, you know, five defensive coaches on the staff. Um, Who might else be? There's also some talk out there, Patrick, as you know, that Larry Johnson could be retiring. Uh, A guy that could be filling in for him there, if that happens, is Randall Joyner. That sounds like a good name. He's the Ole Miss defensive line coach. Uh, more importantly, he was a, a grad assistant under Larry Johnson at Ohio State in 2016 and 2017. Ryan Day's first year on staff was 2017. So not only was he uh, at Ohio State, he has ties to Ryan Day, Randall Joyner does. Uh, unpack that for me. Defensive, other changes on defense and special teams, what do you expect to happen there?
0: As you mentioned, at least one coach has to go just because of a numbers game here. You got, you got too many cooks in the kitchen right now. I would not be surprised based on things that I've heard if one or both of those is, is Kerry Combs or Matt Barnes. For me personally, I, I think Kerry Combs is a great recruiter, great cornerbacks coach. So if he wants to stay on and do that, obviously, you know, the passion we heard it firsthand in the interview we did with him, uh, the press comments we did with him back a couple months ago, the passion he has for Ohio State and the belief he has in himself. So if he wants to stay around, if they can make that work, I think that's a good one. I could also see the benefit of keeping a guy like Matt Barnes around, if, if you can work that out, a young up and coming coach who, you know, maybe in a, a Luke Fickle vein, it was a little too early for him or not enough time for him at a place like Ohio State to kind of learn and develop. But if he works under a guy like Jim Knowles, I could see the benefits of that. But I could also see Jim Knowles wanting to bring in his own guys at, at those kind of positions, the secondary and things like that maybe guys he's worked with or guys he knows well that, that fit exactly what he wants to do. As for Larry Johnson, I've always with him taken a, I'll believe he's retiring when I see it approach. We've heard these rumors so many times, obviously it gets thrown around recruiting. Now this one does seem different. It does seem like it's coming from people who might have heard things directly from Larry Johnson's mouth. We'll, we'll see on that. I, you know, again, until I hear officially that he is retiring and Ohio state does have to replace him. I'm, I'm going to wait and see, but I do think Randall Joyner you mentioned is a good one. Um, There are definitely a number of guys who have worked under Larry Johnson, who have gone on to have success that I think Ohio state could tap into if they want to stick with that pipeline or, you know, maybe they go a new route, but it's obviously been successful the, the Larry Johnson way special teams. One is interesting. I thought the special teams was, was solid, this year, I mean, obviously still no kick or punt returns for touchdowns, but like Mecca Buka, I thought looked good. Uh, I'm going to need them to not put Julian Fleming back there until he shows he can't uh, drop the ball and make better decisions. But for the most part, I thought Parker Fleming set me that role for the first time. Things were good. Obviously, Noah Ruggles, you know, I guess he gets credit for that, even though Noah Ruggles came into the program already kind of established. So. I mean, if, if Parker Fleming has to go because of numbers, I guess that's fine. Um, you know, I think you can find special teams coaches out there not to take anything away from that profession, but I think there's a lot of guys that are willing and, and able to do that. So if they need to move on from him, but I wasn't disappointed with how special teams went this year.
1: And if they keep either Combs or Barnes on staff, they could be, you know, cornerbacks coach and special teams coach, you know, or in in Barnes's case, safety's coach and special teams coach, since they both have experience at Ohio State being the special teams coach. All right, last thing, we're going to get a chance to meet with C.J. Stroud here in just a little little more than an hour. I got to get the show up fast. Uh, C.J. Stroud, it's official. He is a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Patrick Murphy will be going to New York City Along with CJ Stroud, you'll be there covering it. He'll be there hopefully bringing home some hardware. Now, listen, I think Bryce Young's going to win this award. I think, not, I think he's the betting favorite. I'm sure you expect the same thing too, but it's really cool that CJ Stroud is a finalist. He will be going to New York and uh, it's going to be fun meeting with him today. 10 o'clock today, we'll be meeting with him uh, at Ohio State. So we'll have full coverage of that on Bucknuts. And Patrick, you're going to be in New York City. The greatest city in the world to cover this. That's going to be pretty cool. Have you ever covered the Heisman ceremony before? And how often have you been to New York
0: City? I have not covered the Heisman. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I've been to New York several times. Not a ton, but um, not around the holidays. So I'm, I'm interested to see the city. I'll only be there for the weekend. But certainly cool for C.J. Stroud. Obviously, first year as a starter. And I think it's interesting just to look back over the last, even before Ryan Day got here, the quarterback's, I mean, Braxton Miller, he wasn't a finalist, but I think he finished fifth One his freshman year or his sophomore year. Sophomore um year. yep. Yeah, JT Barrett was obviously high up there during his, I think his redshirt freshman year. We know what Dwayne Haskins and, and Justin Fields both got invited to New York. So the, the quarterbacks that have been involved in this Heisman conversation for Ohio State date back quite a while. And I think CJ Stroud's the the next in line. And obviously he has another year. Dwayne Haskins did not come back for a, a, another season after he was a finalist Justin Fields did but because of the way the COVID year went I don't think he ever really had a fair shot just the number of games that he played I think if Justin Fields plays a full season he's probably bat, right back there in the running for that award as you mentioned I think everyone expects Alabama's Bryce Young to win it but uh, you know I think it's a good sign for CJ Stroud if, if C.J. Stroud and the Buckeyes, and, and don't put this on C.J. Stroud because I thought he played well, if they beat Michigan, go to the Big Ten championship game, I think this race is a lot closer. You never know what's going to happen in that game, but we saw how Michigan pulled apart Iowa. I imagine this Buckeye offense would have done big things. And in terms of today, I'm interested, talk to C.J. Stroud. I'm sure it'll come up. Getting a chance to play back home in Southern California, uh, you know, a, a kid from there in just his first year starting playing in a Rose bowl, hopefully that's a motivation for, for him and he can spread that around to, uh, to some of the other guys on offense to get them up for this Rose bowl game. I, you know, I think that's going to be important for the Buckeyes, but we can talk about that going forward, but yeah, chance to go back after he gets a chance to go to New York. I think that'll be a cool experience for the young man.
1: Great stuff from Patrick Murphy. I'm going to get the show posted and, uh, can't really drive real fast over to Ohio State today since it's uh, snowy and icy on the roads. Normally, I would have no issue with uh, driving a, a little faster than I should. Go ahead. One
0: last thing, just to pub this. Uh, I'm going to talk to Cody Nagel from our Oklahoma State site today. I'll have a video of that posted on our site about Jim Knowles. So uh, we'll get kind of some some perspective from him on on what Jim Knowles is is like, both as a coach, as a guy, things like that. So we'll, we'll talk later, and I'll have that on the site so people can look for that. He is Patrick
1: Murphy. I am Dave Biddle. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in the show. We appreciate that very much. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear the Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land.